On today's show, Luka Doncic drops a season-high 41 points and 14 rebounds against the Raptors. Is this the game that kicks off his return to dominance and an MVP run? And how wide open is the West right now? The Mavericks face off against the Suns tonight, and we may find out a lot about this team. We'll talk about all that and more on today's Like I'm Mad. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. I don't believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where you can hang out with us right now in the comments. Let us know where you're listening to this from, where you're watching. Let us know what you think about Luka Doncic. Describe Luka Doncic in one word. Just try it in the comments. Today, we are going to get into this game against Raptors. The Dallas Mavericks get a win against Toronto. 102-98. Another low-scoring affair for the Mavericks. Another defensive win, basically, for the Mavs. Was it the Mavs' defense? Was it the Raptors just running out of gas? We'll talk about that. But, man, we got to start with Luka Doncic, 41 points. How how fitting. Just, just how... look. Look, look, at that, look at that guy back there. Look at that Dirk. How fitting. Oh, here he is. He's right here too. 41. 41 everywhere around my room. There's a little 41 bobblehead. But Luca, 41. I'm not sure if you guys believe in the numerology and all that kind of stuff. But Luca dropping 41 as a season high this year. Also season high, 14 boards. And he earned some of those boards in this in this game. These were not Westbrookian. Well, just grab it when it you know falls to you or somebody gets out of your way. But Luka was dominant in this game. This is We've been waiting for this Luka. We have not seen this Luka a lot this season. We've seen it a couple times. We've seen him start hitting from the mid-range. We've seen him start to have some pretty good games. We've, start, we've seen him hit threes here and there, but not often. And this is a game against a team in the Toronto Raptors that usually play pretty decent defense. They've got wings. They've got guys that can defend. OG Ananobi usually guards Luka really well. Fred Van Vliet, good defender. Scotty Barnes, Pascal Siakam, all those guys switching around and all that. But Luka took advantage of what was given to him. He took the traps. Jason Kidd gave him credit after the game and said Luka took the traps and the double teams and all that and trusted his teammates. And then he the ball was basically given back to him at some points and he was able to isolate and he was able to score. 41. He hit four of his 10 threes. Now, at times during this game, he was like one of five. He was like one of, you know, like two of six or something like that. And you look at that percentage, and it's not a good percentage. But he finishes the game four of ten, and it's 40%. And that's a great three-point percentage. That is above league average three-point percentage. Sometimes we have to take a step back and say, okay, well, in a, during a game, when you see him miss six threes, you think, man, that's so bad. But if he makes four of them, that's great, right? <laughs> like Sometimes we have to put into context these shooting percentages since we've talked about them so much. We've talked about shooting percentages so much for this Mavericks team. Luka, 13 of 24 from the field, 54%, 4 of 10, 11 of 12 from the free throw line. Hitting his free throws. How many times last couple of seasons have we lamented Luka from the free throw line and said, man, if only he could hit his free throws. He's doing it. He's taking advantage. That was an efficient, efficient night for Luka. Even the threes that he chucked up, right? 
efficient night. Seven assists. He should have had like 15, I think. <laughs> he should have had so many more assists. The Mavericks still were just not making threes in this one. Finished 9 of 33. Another game where the Mavericks finish under 20 or 30% from three, and they still get the win. I hope you can hear me clapping. Still get the win. Do you know how to clap back, Raymond? Because I do. Dorian, one of six from three. Maxi, zero for three. Uh, KP, zero for two. Brunson, zero for two. Tim Hardaway hit two of his five. That's good. Bullock, one of four. These guys are still not hitting threes, but Luka drug them to a victory. And at times, it felt like Luka was dragging them. And it felt, you know what it felt to me like? I, I wrote this in my notes. I said this in my lockdown. Now, after the game, it felt like Luka was playing against the Clippers in those playoff series. And it's not because this Raptors team is, you know, up and up in that level to where that Clippers team was, but... They have these wings. They switch a lot. And so what Luka had to do, he had to go back in that mode. He had to go back in that mode of when he was playing against the Clippers in that playoffs, in those two playoffs. And he had to make quick decisions. He had to be aggressive. He had to get to his spots. He had to make quick passes. He had to make decisive decisions. He couldn't just hold the ball a lot. He held the ball in this game for like one possession. Didn't realize that the clock had reset to 14 seconds on the shot clock and got a shot clock violation. And it shocked him because he was like, oh, finally, I have time. I have 24 seconds to finally get something and they're going to single team me. And the clock was like, no, you forgot that it was 14 seconds. That was like the one big mistake he made in this game. He had four, he had four turnovers, which is really low. That's really, really low number. For Luca, the Mavericks finished with 16 total, but Luca with four—that's a low number for him. That's below his 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 season average, and it's also low for a guy that had the ball as much as he did. Can this put him back into to an MVP type mode? I don't think he has enough momentum right now, unless the Mavs go on some crazy run for him to actually win the MVP. I'm not sure our friends at Bet Online have MVP odds up right now, but I would I would expect his odds are not good right now. But he, can he get back into that mode? Is this a game that kickstarts him right now? The three is super important. The three is so important for Luka to start hitting. If he goes four of 10 the rest of the way, that's, that'd be incredible, right? Like he needs to do that because right now he is just not hitting his threes at a clip that says MVP, that says that guy. He's shooting 28.9%, basically uh, missing out on, you know, He's, he's taking a little less threes than he normally does. And he's making, obviously, a lot less threes than he normally does. But he's missing a lot of his threes. And that's been a big thing. But he hit four of them in this game. Two of them in the fourth quarter that were massive. They were huge. Two really big threes in this game. A step back three from the left wing with a minute left to give the Mavericks a 196 lead over the Raptors. That that spot right there, it's it's almost like you just feel it. As soon as he gets to that spot, you can just feel that he's going to hit that shot. From the left wing, deep, step back, doesn't matter. He hit the game winner against Jason Tatum this year. He hit the game winner in the bubble against the, the Clippers. He's hit another game winner. from. I mean, he just keeps hitting from that spot, and it's just... That's the new spot for Luka. Just don't let him get to that spot. Don't let him. And the, the Raptors definitely did. Um, but yeah, an incredible, incredible game for Luka. Um, the 14 boards, seven assists, the free throw line. Talked about all that. He's just, he can get to that point. Oh, I got I to gotta give him, I got to give him the, the honor. I got to give him the honor. Hot man, the hot player. Hot player. He has to be the hot player of the game. A Durkian, 11 of 12 from the free throw line. Dirk would be so proud. He would he would call him the hot player in this game. 
And he was just hot, and it was hot in the way that his pace, his pace was hot in the half court. He pushed a little bit in transition, but it was really his pace in the half court, I think, that really helped this team and really helped the Mavericks get to uh, this win. Because there were times in this game, I was like, man, the Mavericks don't deserve this game. <laughs> there are times when I just said, man, if the Mavs lose this game, I will not be surprised. But Luka drug him to a win, and that's what superstars do. That's what stars do. That's what megastars do. That's what max contract player guys do. Super max contract players do. That's what they do. And that's what Luca is. 42 minutes in this game. And he was asked after the game if he was finally feeling back to where he has to, to where he has been physically. And he said yes. And I think that's a big part of it. That's a huge part of it for Luca. He missed all that time with injuries and then COVID. He missed like he missed like two weeks, like two full weeks. No, yeah, t- yeah, two full weeks. He was out December 11th through uh, January 1st. Man, that's a long time. That's almost three weeks, actually, if you, if you think about it like that. He missed a long time that he was out. And he actually got sick and actually had symptoms for COVID. So he was dealing with a lot. He also had those injuries that they held him out for for a little bit there, too. Because remember, he, he started that whole inactive streak because they were holding him out with uh you know because of those injuries cuz he needed to get better he needed to get right he was holding his his ankle and leg like every game now, i know he just did it last game but he didn't he didn't do it in this one so great game for luka good to see him have a bounce back night or just a you know a bounce forward night a spring forward night or something a, a launching off point for his season hopefully because we haven't seen real luka i think in a while we haven't seen luka like pissed off and mad and uh hitting shots and like, you know, just dominating. We haven't seen that. And so, great game for him. Coming up, is Kristaps Porzingis on a minutes restriction? He looked great in the first quarter. And then in the fourth quarter, we barely saw him at all. Is KP on a minutes restriction? And should Mavs fans be concerned? We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about our friends at Bet Online. They may not have the MVP odds for the NBA on out right now, but they have them every once in a while. You got to keep checking back. You go to the basketball section. You go to uh, NBA Futures, and they'll have that available. They don't have that, but they have a whole bunch of other odds you can check out for the NBA. Right now, the game up that they have for Thursday is the Knicks versus the Pelicans. Knicks, two-and-a-half-point favorite against the Pelicans. Man, what a fall the Knicks have had. They're only a two-and-a-half-point favorite at home over the Pelicans. Those teams have kind of met in the middle. The Knicks started the season off really high. The Pelicans started the season off really low. And now they've sort of met in the middle of mediocrity, it seems like, with these two teams. So if you feel strongly about either side of that, you want to bet on the um, the NFL games this weekend, the playoff games, you can go check it out. BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right. Christoph Porzingis in this game. I thought he had a really good first quarter, and I was excited. I was excited for you that that defend Christoph Porzingis. You know who you are. That defend Christoph Porzingis in the comments on YouTube and call us out when we're negative about KP and say, man, you guys are so negative about KP. You know who you are, all, all of you. Christoph Porzingis started this game off 5 of 5 from the mid-range. The first quarter, it just felt like he was really getting to his spots. He was being patient. He was hitting mid-range shots. He was he was really taking advantage of the size of the, the, the Raptors. They didn't have a guy that was big enough to stick with him and force him off of his spot and all that. They have these wings that he usually struggles against. The OG Ananobis, the Scotty Barneses, the, you know, the guys like that. But he got to his spots and he hit five of those shots and it felt really good the beginning of the game for him. Now he finished with 18 points, seven boards, two assists, a steal, 
He had five turnovers in the game, but didn't, didn't have a foul at all, which is kind of crazy. Eight of eight from the free throw line. Two of them pretty clutch late in the game to, to basically seal the game for the Mavericks. But KP, his minutes were so interesting in this game. And his shot attempts were so interesting in this game. Uh, the last couple games, KP has played 20... So the last couple games since he's returned from injury slash COVID. Man, that's so many players that have been held out for injury and then also are out with COVID for the Mavs. But KP played 27 minutes, 45 seconds against Orlando. 27 minutes, 33 seconds against the Thunder. And then 33 minutes and 30 seconds against the Raptors in this game. And what makes me think it's a minutes restriction is the amount of time he's playing in the fourth quarter. It's just not a lot. It's not a lot in this game. He played, he, he got taken out with six minutes and 50 seconds left in, in the fourth quarter. And he didn't come back in until like a minute left. So that's either strategic or it's a minutes restriction. And to me, I think it's a minutes restriction because I thought he was playing pretty well. And I thought that they were taking advantage of him being able to finish around the rim a little bit. And I thought that they could have used him later in this game, but they didn't. And they went back with Dwight. I thought Dwight struggled in this game. Maxi was struggling with foul trouble. And so Chris Asperzingis is probably on a minutes restriction. I think Jason Kidd has said something like 30 minutes, something like that before. I saw that on Twitter. That is not a substantiated quote that I've heard in my own ears. I probably shouldn't be saying things like that on the show uh, at this point in our history. But uh, but I think he's on a minutes restriction. And so should Mavs fans be concerned about that? I don't think so. I think they're just trying to ease him back into it. They don't want to just push him back into 40 minutes or something like that. And honestly, KP in his career with the injuries he's had, they shouldn't be playing him 40 minutes. They shouldn't be playing him that much. 33 minutes is probably a pretty good amount of minutes for him. But it's it's how they were. It's how Jason Kidd was uh, was distributing those minutes. I think is interesting. Could they have gotten him three or four more minutes? Get him to 36, 37 minutes. Is that too many? Right now, now it's like splitting hairs. At what point in the minutes do you get so arbitrary that you just stick with the number of minutes? You know, should it have been 30 minutes and he did 27 minutes in the first two games and now he can get away with 33 because he stole some from the other? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if it gets that arbitrary for Casey Smith, the, you know, the Mavericks head of, of, uh, he's like Mavericks head of player, like medicine. It's not head trainer. It's like something even higher up than that. He's just in charge of every single Maverick in their body. <laughs> Basically is what Casey Smith is in charge of. <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if that's. I don't know if that's the. That's definitely not his correct title or his description of his job. But Chris Alberts thing is, I don't think we should be super worried about it. But the problem with KP and the, the distribution of his minutes is that he's a guy that plays with rhythm. We've talked about this for years now with KP. He has to play with rhythm. He has to play with. Okay, I get the ball. I know where my minutes are coming from. I, he's a rhythm type guy. He he hits a couple of shots. He gets the ball. He gets in the low post. He makes some. He makes some moves. He he has the ball in his hands. Like he has to get that rhythm, and it's not like he has to dribble the ball out and spend the, as much time with the ball in his hands as Luca. But he has to have the ball a little bit to get that rhythm to get his his shot going. So he hits those five shots in the first quarter. I think he hit them. It was at least in the first half. But he hits those. He hits those shots. He, yeah, first half he hits those shots, and you feel really good about him. And then second half, I mean he. Second half, he played um, He played just 16 minutes. He was 0-4 from the field. Now, he hit four free throws, but he didn't get as many attempts, and he didn't get the ball in places that he necessarily needs to. And so I found that interesting. And so if you're going to distribute the minutes like this, if you're Jason Kidd, you know, more early in the game and not as many later and, you know, 
weird spots where you're trying to put him in, then they got to get him the ball a little bit more if you want him to be useful late, right? It's this weird chicken and egg thing where, okay, we want KP to be useful in the fourth quarter. Okay, well, then you have to give him the ball in the third quarter, right? Like you have to give him the ball and get him that rhythm and get him those touches in that quarter or else then you're going to say, okay, well, we played him in the fourth quarter, but he wasn't productive okay well that's because he didn't get the rhythm and the shots that he needed to and so it's this weird chicken and egg thing where you could either say but he wasn't productive in the fourth quarter of this game so then we won't play him as much or we won't get him the ball as much in the second half right i'm not sure what they what the mavericks end up with but that's the thing with chris Porzingis. i wouldn't be concerned about his minutes restriction but i think it is real a couple other things in this game that i wanted to point out tim hardaway jr bounce back game Needed this, maybe more so than Luca. Tim Hardaway needed this game. Seven of 10 from the field, two of five from three. Like I said earlier, 16 points for him. He was aggressive, aggressive, aggressive. He had 11 points pretty early in the game. Um, yeah, within the first two minutes of the second quarter, he had 11 points. And he was being aggressive early. He was uh, challenging the basket. Tim Hardaway Jr. has, the sometimes when he just needs to get out of a slump, he has this tunnel vision that, is unmatched by any other player, I think, in NBA in NBA uh, right now. Maybe history, I don't know. It just almost looks like the, the rim is here, and he's just this looking right at the rim. That's it. He's just looking at the rim and nothing else. There's nothing else he's looking at but the rim, and he's just going for it. And you appreciate that aggressiveness because he does need to score. They paid him to score. They paid him to, to put the ball in the basket. And he needs some rhythm shots too. Both of these guys are rhythm players. They need to, you know, Tim Hardaway Jr. has like a rhythm to his game and that shot that he pulls up for him. He shoot, he jumps a little bit higher than most those players with his jumper. And so he needs that kind of rhythm. So Tim Hardaway Jr. bounce back game. Great for him. Since returning from his, uh, from his outage, he had been before this game, he had been shooting 37% from the field on a, almost 12 attempts per game and shooting under 33% from three. But in the plus minus, he was a plus 6.8 per game. So he's not been shooting well, but his minutes have not been killing the team at least. Because that's, that's a good positive. The Mavericks have, been, Mavericks have been winning games. Other players have been stepping up. And so because Tim Hardaway Jr. stepped up, Brunson's game, he was 4 of 11 from, you know, from the field in this game. He had 8 points. Another game from, for Brunson that's kind of a, you know, a downer for him. Against the Thunder, he struggled as well. In that game, he shot 5 of 13. So 5 of 13 in that game, he shoots 4 of 11 in this game. So two games for Brunson that are a little down, but other guys stepped up. Other guys were there to, to take to take up for him. And that's how this team offensively seems to have to play. Somebody else has to step up. It has to be like two other guys. They get double digits, and then they play really good defense, and then they win games. That seems to be the, that seems to be the, um, the, the recipe for this team. Tim Hardaway stepped. Luca obviously stepped up. Tim Hardaway, uh, KP in the first half, and then a couple other guys get. You know, Brunson gets a couple points. Dorian hit, gets a couple points here and there. Mavericks play really good defense and they win. <laughs> that seems to be the recipe right now. This is this is a very different team than last year. Where okay, they need to have two guys get twenty and probably a third. Right? Just see that was the recipe last season was have to have at least three guys with 20 because if not, then you're not scoring enough to outscore the other team because they're just scoring on you all the time. So there you go. Tim Hardaway Jr., bounce back game. KP, interesting game from him. 
Uh, not a lot of other guys st- stood out in this game. Maxi struggled with foul trouble. He was 0-3 from 3 in this game. Dorian had some decent plays in this one, a couple of assists. Uh, had a couple of dunks in, in, you know, in, the, in alley-oops that were great. Uh, Josh Green had some decent minutes, but he only played about seven. Reggie Bullock didn't play that much. The Raptors played seven guys in a seven-man like seven rotation, basically, in this one. So it, it felt a little playoff-y. And they were kind of they're on at the end of this road trip too. So it was weird that they didn't play those guys a lot. They looked gassed. They were real sloppy at the end of this game, too. That's why I thought several times the Mavs were gonna uh, give up this game. The Raptors were just gonna come in and take it. All right, coming up, let's get into this standings update. Let's look at the standings, where the Mavericks are in the standings, and how wide open is the West right now. The Mavs play the Suns tonight. If you're listening, watching this on Thursday, what are we gonna learn about this team? Let's talk about all that and more coming up. All right, let's get into the standings because the Mavericks, they're moving up in the world. Moving on up, moving. They're moving up in the world right now. Right now, the Mavericks are 26 and 19. This is the, you know, they're what, seven games over 500, the the highest they've been in all season. And they're just four, five games back from from Memphis. And they're five and a half games back from Utah. Utah lost to the Rockets. On Wednesday night, and Memphis lost to the Bucks. So the Mavericks make up a couple couple games here and there. And now all of a sudden, if the Mavericks are playing like this, if they're playing defense like this, the Jazz are playing like that, and Memphis kind of comes back down to earth a little bit, the Mavericks can make up that ground and maybe move into fourth or maybe move into even third. Five games is not that many for how many games the Mavs have left. It's not that many to make up. It's possible. I started to look at some of the records and... um December 19th, or so January 19th today as I'm recording this, the Mavs are 26 and 19. So today they're 26 and 19. They're fifth in the West. A month ago, exactly a month ago, the Mavericks were 14 and 15. So they were one game under 500 and they were ninth in the West. And Mavs fans were bailing here and there. They were off the, They were off of it. They were just like, I can't stand this team anymore. It's the same roster and all this. What a difference a month a month makes. Because <laughs> now it seems like everybody's back. The numbers for Lockdown Mavs are reflective of your interest in the Mavericks. <laughs> we understand that. Um, so yeah, the Mavericks were one game under 500. Now they're seven games over 500. So the Mavericks were uh, made up basically eight games right there in this in this last month. If they can do that again, I, sky's the limit for this team. So you look at the standings, and all of a sudden the Mavericks have a chance here, and I've seen a lot of people. I've seen a lot of you say that this Mavericks run here has been fluky. This is a fake defense, all that kind of stuff. The Mavericks have played against some good teams. The Mavericks have wins against the Warriors, the Bulls. The Mavericks have wins against the, the Grizzlies when they were just absolutely on fire. They have wins in this in this streak. This now they got a win against Denver. So now coming up tonight, if you're listening, watching this on Thursday, the Phoenix Suns best record in the NBA, thirty four and nine. They're destroying right now. They're just destroyers of worlds. They're a great team. The Mavericks have played them twice before already. Um, both of them were without Luka Doncic. And so this now with Luka, we're going to learn a lot more. Remember remember before that stretch when the Mavericks played, uh, they were going to play the Nuggets, the Suns twice, and the Clippers twice. And I was like, this stretch is going to define the Mavericks season. Well, I was wrong about that because uh, right after that Denver game, Luka went out. 
and he was out for for those next three games against the the Suns, the Suns, and then the Clippers. So now the Mavericks actually have Luka. They also actually have Porzingis. It was just like the 16th, 17th game that Luka and KP have actually played together against the uh, against the Raptors. So now against the Suns. What will we learn again about this team? What will we find out again about the Dallas Mavericks in this one? It'll be interesting to find out. Phoenix Suns are uh, playing really well. They're just they're they're dominating where they are in, in the NBA right now. They have the uh, man. I didn't even know these numbers were this good. I literally just looked at it. I hadn't. I didn't. I didn't do all the prep for this show. Sorry guys. Didn't do all the prep. But according to Cleaning the Glass, the Suns are the second best defense in the NBA. They got Mikael Bridges, they got Aiton, they got Chris Paul. I mean, that's a really good defense. They got you know, Jay Crowder. That's a really good defensive unit. They're also the third best offense in the NBA. I mean, that is just dominance on a different level that we haven't really seen. Like Nobody else is anywhere close to that. Like The Heat are sixth and sixth in both categories, but to be top three in both categories, like that is just an absolutely dominant team right now. So this is going to be a tough matchup for the Mavericks. The Mavericks need to have the threes fall. They need to play the defense that they've been playing. They need to stop this um, this Suns team from scoring. They need to stop them from getting easy buckets. And it's going to be the mid-range stuff. I talked about yesterday about how the Mavericks have been a good defensive team. How have they put together this defense? How have they manufactured this defense with the guys, the personnel that they have right now? And the Mavericks allow mid-range shots. That's one of the big things. They allow mid-range shots. They don't let you take a lot of threes. And when you take threes, you don't really hit a good percentage. Raptors in this game uh, did not shoot. They shot 25%. So that, that goes with it. So the Suns have two guys that just love the mid-range. Chris Paul and Devin Booker. They can hit in the mid-range. They don't care. They're going to pull up. How are the Mavericks going to... Are they going to change the way they play defense? How does the rotation play? Reggie Bullock hasn't played... Uh, a ton recently. I'm, I'm expecting Maxi Kleba to play a decent amount too because they need they need to play really good defense in this game. Where does KP fit in this whole thing? How does KP fit in this whole um, in this whole matchup against the Suns? Is it just him versus Aiton? They've they've gone away from the um, you know the Dwight Powell in the starting unit, but KP had 21 points and 23 points against the clip against the Suns the first time around. He shot seven of 20 the first game and then eight of 13 in the second game. The Mavericks didn't get destroyed in those games either, which which is good. They they got beat by seven and eight. So um, with Luca now, you hope that they can make up that and it'll stay the exact same all the way across the board. But we'll see. It's going to be a big test because if the Mavericks get this win, let's just go down these routes. Let's what if let's do the let's do both sides. If the Mavericks get this win, then all of a sudden they've gone on this streak where they are, um, they go on this streak where they're, you know, like, uh, what, 11 and two in their last 12 or, or 13 and two or 12, no, 12 and two in their last 14 here. And they've got wins against the Bulls, the Warriors, the, the Grizzlies and the Suns. That's like an undeniable resume, <laughs> like an undeniable win profile over the last month or so that you just cannot deny that this Mavericks team is good. Like, that's not fluky if you beat all four of those teams the way that they've been playing. If they lose, let's... What if... If they lose, it depends on how they lose, right? If they get blown out, then some of the doubters will maybe come back and say, okay, well, yeah, maybe this team is a little bit fool's gold. Mavericks should make a move. Mavericks have to trade for somebody. But if they win, 
if they win this game and if they win it in pretty con- you know convincing fashion which they have they've won some of these other games the grizzlies game the warriors game pretty pretty re- you know pretty uh, resounding fashion they won those games if they beat the suns team like that which they don't expect suns are playing really good basketball right now they're on a four game streak of their own they're 8 and 2 in their last uh, 10 if they beat the suns like that it's undeniable this team is good if they don't still some more questions Still some more questions to be had. So that's the standings update. That's where the Mavericks are. Guys, we are. Uh, we will be back with another game right after that Suns game. You know you can come to us for every single post game. So make sure you come back after that one, especially if they get a win. You're going to want to come back because we're going to want to celebrate together. We're going to want to be excited about where this Mavs team is. Uh, but go ahead and make your – thanks for making us your first listen today. Now make your second listen, Lockdown Bets. If you want to make those bets on Bet Online, you need Locked On Bets to help you out. Hosted by your boy Q and Lee Sterling, expert analysis and insight. It's free and available on all platforms. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. Peace out. Boom!